Hello there. I'm your host, Alyssa, and this is Capture by Sound Podcast, and I'm just an audio girl ready to talk about everything. Life, hobbies, relationships, work, all of it. We are all going through similar stages in life at the same time, and no one's talking about it, so why not talk about it, normalize it, and make us feel like we're not alone, because we're not. Today is episode eight. I'm discussing how I got here, where I am right now, career-wise, and trying to just shake the stigma of starting over, starting from scratch, and doing everything from the beginning at any age. So, allons-y. Let's go, guys. So, one of the large highlights for September is I'm a September baby, and it was my 30th birthday. Yes, guys, I am 30, my skin is youthful, and I'm at that age. (laughs) Turning 30 was kind of, like, terrifying because, like, society has taught us, like, at 30, you should be so much further along than what our generation is at. And so, yeah, I was kind of, like, really nervous about turning 30 because it's like, I feel like I'm in the same spot as I was when I was 21, but I know I'm a completely different person and it's hard to not let society standards like creep in. I've been so blessed to have a roof over my head that has not pressured me to just get that nine to five job and pay for an apartment or like to like just work to pay bills even though I've been so blessed with that like it definitely makes me feel a little bit um behind the curve and I don't think in my mindset that I'm like I want to be established before I move out it's been more deep in my heart like I know like I wanted to move in with someone I loved and I told myself like that this year (laughs) let me just let me back up so it's not like I've just been like Dicking around for the past 10 years. I I got out of high school and went straight into the salon and did hair and I like started off like I you still need to pay bills. Like you have no clientele going out there. You might have like one or two close family friends and then it starts expanding and it takes about two years to fully build a functioning clientele as a hairdresser. Um, and that I think that goes for anything with any self self-employment is it takes it takes a little time like you either like strike gold and like all of a sudden stuff floods in or you have to like slowly build it up and so for that like I I held on to my my nine-to-five job I did that I want to say like 15 16 hours maybe maybe 20 maybe getting crazy 24 hours like 24 hours a week and um I did the salon too and it was definitely a lot of, I felt like going uphill, pushing, pushing rock and one little slip, like say like a speeding ticket, like pushed me back a little bit. So little hiccups came along the way. And then the salon that I was at, one of the girls there fucked up my hair. And of course she was the, the owner's daughter and the owner was like, it looks so great. And I'm like, you fried my hair and I have an orange patch in my black hair on the top. One, one girl was nice enough to like weave that section to like break it up who was not the owner's daughter. And cause she noticed it was just like, that's really bad. I'm like, yeah. And I had to go home and grab color and be like, mom, put 
this here and this there. And she's like, okay. And she fixed it. Um, I was getting offers prior to this to go work for my mentor in hair. And she opened up her own salon and was like, I need any people. And so I, I was scared to just jump because I, I didn't feel confident in myself. But like at that moment, I'm like, here's this owner's daughter who's so overly confident in herself, fucked up my hair and still is like, no, it's great. And I'm like, how do you not even flinch? Or how do you not be like, how do I fix this? Like, how do I make this better? Like, it, it just, it just blew me away. And I was like, if this girl's confident and she fucking sucks, <laughs> I mean, she's, she's good now where, wherever she is, she's good at doing it now. But that one moment where she fucked up and then didn't take ownership, I was like, I can do better than this place. My value is way like my work and what I can do is very different from what I was in. So I took the leap and I started working at um, a salon called Tingles and it definitely helped grow me as a as a person and as a hairdresser and I I loved it. I loved what I was putting out. Um, it's still I switched salons so I had to restart all over again and I had like a couple clients follow me. And then I had clients just stay because it's more convenient to stay in one spot than to, because I, I was in one town and then I moved like 20 minutes away. So at that point, I'm starting over, still working part-time at my nine to five. And I go a couple years at that salon and I finally got on my feet and I was able to quit my nine to five for two years. During that first year, I felt so drained because the, lo like, I, I like the salon, but the location of the salon brought in people who didn't want to pay. And this was in 2000. Oh my God. This was in 2011 and 12, 13, 14, 15, 15. Oh my God. Yeah. 15, 16. So 2011 to 2016 is when I was at the other salon. I got my bearings. I got on my feet. And, um, so in 2015, I realized that I, <laughs> this is what everyone's like why do you do it here I'm like I hate people I hate people it's I it's not so much like oh everyone's the worst but like us introverts like when I say I hate people and we understand that and when my coworkers right now look at me funny when I say that they're like what I was like imagine your worst client or your worst customer coming through here and complaining to you for four hours where they or they nitpick on you and they make you feel uncomfortable nothing's good enough and you're like here let me offer you this let me help you with this let me do that and you're trying to bend over backwards to make them happy when they leave and nothing makes them happy and then they're like oh this is so great here's the let's throw money at you let's give you a 50 dollar tip and then turn around the next day i was like um, I don't like it. I went home and I took a really hot shower and I washed out all that red. And I don't know why it just came right out. I'm like, maybe because you made me bleach so much hair and then dye it red and red does not stick well in hair. That first go, it takes a couple goes. And any way that you, you could be red for many years and then wash your hair with burning hot water. It's going to open up those cuticles and that color is going to fade out. Like that's why red fades. So I, yeah, I realized I hate people and I was sitting there and going like, what, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like it was more, I realized I hate people. 
when all my other coworkers were getting scissor tattoos or like some kind of hairdressing kind of tattoo. And they're like, oh my God, you have tattoos. Like, when are you going to get your hairdressing tattoo? And I was just like, oh my God, like, I'm not passionate about this anymore. Like, it's not some desire where I'm like, I'm a hairdresser. Woo, look at me kind of thing. Like, I didn't fit into that typical box of hairdresser. That was like my realization when I was like, I'm not going to get a tattoo of a scissors or combs or blow dryer. Like, it's just, it's not something I want on my body forever. And it's not like it, that was a moment where I'm like, oh, this is not my forever job. <laughs> and I was kind of freaking out a little bit. I was like, I want to do something that I'm passionate about and love. And I just feel drained and tired after every day at work. So I sat with my friend Beth and I was like talking to her about it at her house. And I was kind of like, I was crying because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm in my mid twenties not happy with where I am at life and I'm still struggling to like pay my bills, but I'm doing apparently what I love full time and I'm not, I'm not happy. And we sat there and we talked and she was like, what makes you happy? Like, what, what are you the happiest doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm happy singing, but like, I'm not fully happy doing that in front of people because of the fear of judgment. But I'm like, I'm happy in that environment and in that area. I want, I don't know, I want to do something, but I don't know what in that. Like, I don't think that I could be like, oh, I could play the piano. Like, I can't jump into that because that's not where I excel at. Beth being Beth is like, okay, let's figure it out. What can you do in live music that isn't on stage? And so she went through, she's like, Alyssa, how do you like audio? And we went through the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, like this sounds amazing. Like I could help others project their sounds. And that struck something in me. And I was like, well, I don't even know like what to start with. And she's like, okay, well, a lot of these things, like you don't need a degree in, but you need work experience in. You need experience in it. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to teach myself all this stuff about audio? Like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. She starts looking at programs and she's like, well, we could go to like a, you go to college for a music degree. And I'm like, I like I struggle with classes and focusing and being able to take everything in at a fast pace. And I don't think that I can make it through two years of, of general ed before I even touch the subject of audio. And she's like, okay, let me keep looking. Can we keep looking? She found a trade school is the Art Institute. Um, so I went to San Diego when it was open. So I, I did some more research on that. that the Art Institute, I liked that I could take my general ed classes and my audio classes at the same time. So I went in for the interview. I went through the walkthrough and I was like, this is what I want to do. And I do what I normally do in big situations and moments like that. I asked my brother, I asked for his opinion, for his thoughts on it. He was very encouraging. He looked at the financial plans for all of it and was like, this is doable. He's like, you're going to need enough financial aid and grants and the grants are going to cut all of that in half because I didn't want to go for the associate's degree. And I was like, what's the difference between the associates and the bachelors? Lady explained it. And she was like, she's like, so that's the difference. I'm like, so the associates is if I want to work for someone and the bachelors if, is if I want to work for myself. And she's like, that is a great way of explaining it. But yes, I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to do the bachelors because I want to be open to whatever I can do. And if it's, if it's something solo, then okay. Like I'm prepared for that. Like I don't need to go back to school for something that I could do in one go. 
I I was still at the other, I was still at the salon and going back to school for audio about a year later after getting to school and doing all that, the salon abruptly closed and we got like a two week notice, like we're closing. So I, I was faced with either moving to another salon while in school, rebuilding a clientele because clients don't follow sometimes in new places a percentage drops. So you need to rebuild it anyways. I was like, okay, if I'm done with school in two years, then why am I going to spend that time while I'm in school, like stressing about making money to pay my bills? I'm like, I just, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I like, I worried for like a week and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call my old nine to five job. I parted on good terms and see if they'll take me back anywhere. I don't care. And they did. I walked in and I was, I went and talked with one of the managers that I knew forever and was like, here's the deal. I will take anything. I only need 15 hours. I've learned from the past, like 15 hours will pay my bills. Like, uh, um, like I won't even ask to be hired back at my regular pay. Like I'll start at minimum wage. I don't care. Like I just need to get a regular paycheck coming in, um, while I go to school. And so she was really cool. She was like, yes, we have a spot for you. She's like, I know that you used to do this, but let's put you in this department over there. I was like, I'll do whatever you guys want. I was sitting with the, the bookkeeper and she was getting everything, all my paperwork done. And then she was like, so here's the numbers that I was able to get from you from corporate. I was like, what? She's like, yo, we're not hiring you back at um, minimum wage. Like you have experience. You've been with the company. And she was ended up getting me more than when I left. And she was like, well, if we put you in the, the original department you're in, I could have got you a lot more. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, what? So I was really thankful that like, I was, I got more than I expected. That's, that's kind of why I'm like, never burden bridges with good work. Like I, I started this job when I was 16 and they worked around my school, my, both my school schedules, my, cause I went to cosmetology school and high school at the same time. And they worked around that. And then they worked around my salon schedule. They were just very flexible. Like it was a good spot to be when you have something else going on because you, I didn't need a lot of hours. Like I wasn't asking for much. Like I started doing that part-time while I was in school. And the, the point is, the point of this all is I was making enough to pay some bills. I wasn't making enough to pay additional bills like rent. So I was very thankful that my mother was like, just stay, get your feet on the ground. We have no problems. Like we have good communications and we enjoy each other's company. No, no problems whatsoever. Like you're a good kid. It's fine. While I was in school as I, I met my toxic ex working, well, I was working 15 hours a week and he, he was kind of like a little money pit where he did not know how to, he didn't know how to handle money. He didn't understand like you don't buy a brand new car that is fully loaded when you only get 24 hours a week at your work at minimum wage and you, you need to pay your parents rent because your parents are charging you like you're, you're ready to spend $600 a month and then pay another like for something a month for your parents and you're only working minimum wage nine to five and you have a habit of spending money that you don't have so he never had money he got his car repoed within a couple months he moved in with us because he couldn't afford his parents. He was drowning in debt and he was like, I don't know what to do. And after a year of being with him, I'm 
I'm nice and my mother's nice and we're like, come here, get on your feet. And then after a while, my mom's like, okay, you need to start paying rent because one, you're not treating my daughter well. And two, you're kind of making her pay for everything while you turn around and buy a fucking guitar that's like $1,200. Yep. Yep. It's like, oh, I can't pay my bills, but you know, I bought this um, really cool guitar. Oh, I can't pay my bills, but I bought this amp. Oh, I don't have a car. So I bought this, um, these stuff to play in a band that I'm not in. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So me being the nice person I am, I'm like, well, you cannot not eat. So let me feed you. And he would order the fucking steaks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like we're at a we're at your friend's show right now at this nice restaurant and you find the most expensive thing on the menu because I'm fucking paying for it and order a steak. While I'm working, I'm working 15 hours, I'm driving, I'm commuting to school, so money's going to my gas tank constantly. I'm buying food when I'm at school and it's just like I started drowning in debt because of him and it was an, it was annoying. Me and him broke up. And I had a pile of debt. Like I wasn't, I wasn't so bad. I was treading water a lot. Like I couldn't get ahead. I I was making money for my bills, but like I wasn't making enough to like get out of that hole. And, um, when me and him broke up, I was like, okay, well, I'm like, well, great. This is, this is wonderful. (laughs) Um, I, I was like, fuck, I'm in debt. Like I can't just be like, okay, let's, cause school was like, okay, now let's get you job interviews for audio and all this stuff. You might be an intern for a long time. And then after the internship, then I'm like, wait, so you want me to continue to struggle right now, commute to San Diego and be an intern with full availability. Like where where am I going to make money? (laughs) I knew that I needed to take a step back and focus on my nine to five job to pay off debt, to get out of just treading water. And I, I did that. And I was like, you know, I'm going to give myself a year. I'm going to give myself two years. Like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give myself two years tops and see what I could do. I, I switched around my debt. I have fucking excellent credit now. I, after, after my ex, I lost 40 pounds. I got myself aligners and straightened my teeth paid that off in six months. I fixed my car that the air conditioning wasn't working. $2,000 paid that and paid that off in six months too. I was, I, I was doing it. Like I was fucking fixing myself, fixing things around me and paying everything's off so fast. And so I turned around, had excellent credit after a year and a half, looking better, feeling better. I was so thankful for my nine to five job. And then then 2020 happened. So yeah, I, I felt good. 2019. I'm like, okay, got all my shit together. I'm ready. I think I could do it. Like I have enough safety net to go. And like, if I want, I could go and move and figure it out if I liked a place and find a job there. I could do it. I definitely could do it. I was confident I could do it. I felt good about it. And I was like, okay, 2020, this is my day. This is my, this is my year, guys. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny now. But yeah, everything fucking closed. Everything closed. And I realized like, if I made that jump sooner, I would have been fucked. Like I would have been like, great. I have rent. I have bills and I have no job because 
the whole audio industry shut down for a long time. We know that. And so I worked fucking during the whole pandemic and I've been working. I've not stopped. So (laughs) here I am today, like here I am today as an adult and with things opening back up, it definitely makes it a lot easier to make these jumps and I'm mentally prepared for it. And that's what I'm planning to do. Like I'm getting stuff ready to make jumps and leaps and changes. And I'm not afraid of it not looking exactly how I originally planned it. I just know that I need a change because like, I'm so thankful for my nine to five, but like knowing everyone and being there and feeling like I'm reached my heights there that if I move to higher heights in the company, I'm stuck. Like I honestly feel like I'd I'd be stuck there forever and it kind of sucks. Um, like I, I don't see any problem with anyone having that lifestyle as like their career. I just, am like, I, I spent all this time on a degree. I want to fucking use it. And that's my mentality right now. I'm like, I want to fucking use it somehow, some way. And I think that's what this whole podcast is about is like, I'm actually using my skills because I'm recording, I'm editing, I'm pushing it out there. I'm producing my own podcast. It's, it's good to like sharpen my skills with this and I thoroughly enjoy it. I love editing and I love all this like nitty gritty stuff. And even though I started my passion with audio for live sound going through school, like I found out like all these different, all these different elements that I could do. And oh, editing is like making a puzzle where I'm like, this is the big picture that you want. Now let's slice it all up and fade stuff and make it all pretty. (laughs) I love doing it. I could get sucked in for hours doing it. Yeah. So that's where I am in life. Like I don't, I realize like when I lay out my, my twenties story, I don't feel behind. I'm just like, no, trying to, you know, stay afloat do my thing, follow my passions and be, be passionate about what I do. And I, I'm not fearful right now, especially like how we look at it. Today's day and age, there's so many more people standing exactly where I am than there was in our parents' days. I think the biggest thing that I keep reminding myself is like, we're not in the same day and age that our parents were in where my parents lived on their own right at 18. Like that's, that's great for them, but it's a different time. Like they're in their fifties now. It's like our economy is not the same as it was 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Let's not age my parents. 35 years ago. It's not the same. So it's very different. I, I accept where I am. It doesn't mean that I'm okay with where I am, but I don't feel shamed about it anymore. 30 and be where I am. I'm totally fine, but I have plans. Like, I have plans to move forward and move on. I'm not going to take a leap when I'm treading water. Like, I'm not going to take a a leap when I feel like I'm drowning. And I honestly prefer to take the leap with someone, with a loved one, than by myself. Because I'm not one to be like, I'll just find some roommates. Oh, like I said, I hate people. (laughs) Meeting new people and then living with them and dealing with their personality in my personal space just does not sound appealing to me. And I'm also at the age where a lot of my friends are married, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. having kids. Yeah. So my only like other thought option 
ever was to be like, you know, I'll just share, I'll like rent a room for Marielle and her husband. Didn't freak me out. But I'm really like, wherever God takes me right now, I'm good. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my rant about being an adult and not feeling like an adult and being 30 and being like, hmm, where's my life at? Everyone's life story and journey is different and we can't compare ourselves to what others have and where others are because like we have our own path to walk and we can't compare our path to theirs. Everyone's in different spots in life. Everyone finds their person at different times. I don't feel any rush into living with strangers because that's what society says I should be doing at this age where I'm like, why am I going to struggle and live with strangers when my mother is so supportive and so sweet and accepting of me? Yeah. <laughs> so there's that for today. Um, never be ashamed of where you are in life because everyone's walk is different. I think there's a difference between wanting to do more, doing more, and settling. I'm at the stage of wanting to do more. I'm trying to do more. I will not settle for for anything less. There you guys have it. Well, there's that rant about, you know, my my career. I'm going to actually make a episode focusing on my actual birthday instead of being like, I'm 30 now. Here's where I am in life. <laughs> Financially. Okay. Well, have a good one, guys. Bye.